remain standing, turn in your Bibles, please. It's got a real base something to it. Job chapter number 19. You know where the book of Psalms is in the middle of your Bible. It's right before the book of Psalms. Job chapter number 19. Job chapter number 19. I will read out loud. You follow along with me silently. We'll read this together. Job chapter number 19 starting in verse number 23. Job chapter number 19 starting in verse number 23. All that my words were now written. All that they were printed in a book. I wonder if Job knew that this was going to happen when he said this. His words are printed in a book. Verse 24. That they were graven with an iron with an iron pen and led in the rock forever. For I know that my Redeemer liveth and that he shall stand at the latter day. I'm sorry, I'm having trouble with my eyes a little bit. Day upon the earth. Verse 26. And though after my skin worms destroy this body, yet my flesh, in my flesh I shall see God, whom I shall see for myself, and mine eyes shall behold, and not another, though my reins be consumed within me. I want you to turn to Job chapter 14. Job chapter 14. And verse number 14. If a man die, shall he live again? In the days of my appointed time will I wait till my change come. This will be our text verse one more time. Job 14, 14. If a man die, shall he live again? All the days of my appointed time will I wait till my change come. Let's pray. Father, thank you for the Bible. <clears throat> Help us please this morning to understand a little more correctly, a little more definitively what the Bible, your word has to say on this matter. Let me be of some help to your people. Lord, I never know who's sitting in front of me or where exactly in their spirituality or understanding of the Bible what they may or may not know. So help me as I preach and try to help give them also clarity of thought and more understanding of Scripture. Help us please this morning, Holy Ghost of God, you being the author of this book. Help us please, everyone that's saved, may we come to a better knowledge of the Word of God. And should there be those in our midst that are not saved, may the only thing that comes across to them is the conviction of their sin, and may they come to Christ this morning. Thank you for the Bible. Thank you that it does not change. It does not have to change. That it is the same, just like you, yesterday and today and forevermore. Help us please this morning. We'll thank you for it all in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. times I have wondered about the sights of that city and all that my eyes shall behold. 
I will see all the wonders when I enter that city, therefore ever be safe in his fold. Some morning you'll find me touring that city where the Son of God is alive. You'll find me there on the street so pretty, made of gold so pure and so bright. With Jesus, the one who gave me the victory, who led me across the divide. Some morning you'll find me touring that city, where with him I will ever abide. Here on earth we have troubles that to us seem so heavy, but in heaven no one will be sad. Mom and dad will be singing, heaven's praises will be ringing for the dearest friend I've ever had. Some morning you'll find me touring that city where the Son of God is the light. You'll find me there on the street so pretty, made of gold so pure and so bright. With Jesus, the one who gave me the victory, who led me across the divide. Some morning you'll find me touring that city, where with him I will ever abide. Some morning you'll find me touring that city, where the Son of God is the light. You'll find me there on the street, so pretty, made of gold, so pure and so bright. With Jesus, the one who gave me the victory, who led me across the divide. Some morning you'll find me touring that city, where with him I will ever abide. Oh, with him I will ever abide. With him I will ever Job chapter 14, verse number 14. Job 14, verse number 14. Have we not all been baffled and wondered about this statement? If a man die, shall he live again? We've all thought about it. Actually, even I, as your pastor, sometimes I think about that and go, boy, I hope that's true. I've thought about it. Perhaps you have too. It's baffled people, it's questioned people. People have been perplexed by the same thing. Sometimes people simply ignore it, refuse to believe that it's even possible, and they just kind of let it go at that. Some people believe that what will happen is they'll live again and again and again and again, I guess until they get it right. They call that, if you would, reincarnation. Not true. Some people believe that there'll be celestial beings angels or spirits, or maybe even gods, like the Mormons. 
which is absolutely not true. Many people believe it's possible, but they have their own ideas about where that is and when that is and how that is and who that means. Everybody seems to have their own idea. But the majority just procrastinate. Perhaps you're in here this morning and you thought about this and you go, boy, this will be interesting. Are you just going to put it off? Will you just procrastinate? Will you let it go a little bit at a time until you face death? I'll tell you something right now. Even in hospitals, they're trying to keep preachers and other people away from those that are near death. They drug them up to no end so that they are not cognizant of the people that's talking to them. And they're just there wasting away, waiting. Nobody can really talk to them. But I will tell you one thing. Normally, when a person gets personally close to death, now all of a sudden, this becomes a real bona fide question. If a man die, shall he live again? Now, all of a sudden, it takes merit. Now, all of a sudden, I'm concerned. Now, I want to hear about this. I want to know for sure, if a man die, shall he live again? When I was going to college, <clears throat> my family down in Chattanooga, Tennessee, just a few blocks from where we lived, there was a smaller, supposed to be uh, identical uh, version of the uh, Arlington National Cemetery in Washington, D.C. One day, as I was walking around, I saw that, begin to walk among all of the gravestones and the markers that were there. And I noticed in there all of these people, and they got people there going all the way back to Civil War. And I was walking through here, and just the way that I am, maybe you're this way too, I often wondered, the people that are in there, I've never met them, never seen them. And I wondered to myself, will these rise from the dead? Will all of these hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of grave markers and these, these people in this grave, will they rise again from the dead? And we ask this question so many times, will they live again? Will they live again? I said, will they live again? First of all, I want to take this question from the negative view. Let's assume that a person that dies does not live again. What would that mean? What would it mean since so many people live as though it's not true? Let's just look at it that way and decide for ourselves, what if it's not true? I don't believe this anymore. Man will not live again when he dies. We don't know anything about that. But let's just take it, even though Job said, the Bible said, Job, inspired by the Holy Ghost of God, wrote down in the Bible, and he asked a question, and yet he finished it up by saying, I will see him for myself and not another. So let's just assume that Job was delirious with pain. He didn't know what he was talking about. But let's just assume, for the sake of arguing, that there is no resurrection, that nobody lives after they're dead, it's over. Everything comes to an end. What would happen? Stop and think. What would happen? We don't pay much attention to it to begin with. But let's just assume in reality there's no such thing. What do you think would happen in this world and to people? What do you suppose we would do? How do you think we would act? Go to 1 Corinthians chapter 15. 1 Corinthians chapter 15. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Acts, Romans. 1 Corinthians chapter number 15. If, if there is no resurrection from the dead, how would mankind live? How, how, do, you, how do you think we would act? Look, if you would, in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse number 12. 
Now, if Christ be preached that he rose from the dead, how say some among you there is no resurrection of the dead? Oh, wait a minute, we're telling you he did, but some of you are saying he didn't. It's no different then as it is now. We have the same people sitting in church. I don't believe that. Other people going, oh, no, I know it's true. But how do we know? How would we act? How would we change? I mean, if somehow, beyond a shadow of a doubt, we could absolutely prove, listen, absolutely prove, no doubt, no second guessing, there is no resurrection from the dead. We could prove it. You think it would have any effect on mankind? You think it would change anything whatsoever? I mean, it's just a saying, right? Do you think it would have any change on anybody? First of all, what I believe is all Christ-preaching churches and preachers would have to stop. All Christ-preaching, I didn't say all churches. I said all Christ-preaching churches would have to close. Look at 1 Corinthians 15, verse number 12. Now, if Christ be preached that he rose from the dead, how say some of you that uh, there is no resurrection of the dead? But if there be no resurrection of the dead, then Christ is not risen. If there is no resurrection from the dead, that would include Jesus too. Now watch what he says. And if Christ be not risen, then is our preaching vain. It's empty. has no meaning to it. What are we doing up here? What what am I trying to convince you of? Watch what he says here. He said, Christ be not risen, then is our preaching vain. And your faith is vain also. Yea, we are found false witnesses of God. Why? Watch what he says. Because we testify of God that he raised up Christ, whom he raised not up. Now he's proposing an argument here. Okay, he's not saying he didn't. He's saying, because we preach that he is, and yet he didn't. It's just an argument. This, This is not true, okay? If so be that he raised not from the dead. For if the dead raised not, then is not Christ raised. And if Christ be not raised, your faith is in vain. Ye are yet in your sins. Every Bible-believing church, stop and think about it. Every one would have to stop. Because what we believe is our hope, the hope of the resurrection. Now we will have no hope. Now all that has, I have nothing to preach. I preach a bunch of rules and regulations and do's and don'ts and have-to's and shouldn'ts, and and I go through all of these different things. Why? I mean, why? There is no resurrection from the dead. If there be no resurrection from the dead, what do we got to preach about? If there is no death, burial, and resurrection, every preacher would have to stop that preaches Christ is is, is the way, the truth, and the, what's that last one? The life. Why? Because he didn't raise from the dead. Now, if there is no resurrection, it even says Christ didn't raise from the dead. However, if Christ rose from the dead, then it's possible for others to raise from the dead. He being the first fruits of them that slept. You understand? So what do we have here then? Every missionary, every soul winner, every preacher, everybody who believes that there is a resurrection, if we could prove beyond a shadow of a doubt there is no such thing, all of us would have to stop. No more witnessing. What are you witnessing of? What are you doing? Don't misunderstand. Tens of thousands of churches will continue right on like nothing changed because most of the time they invite people to their social programs uh, and to their civil programs uh, and their let's do better programs, uh, but it really has nothing set on the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. So they try to win folks over to their church, over to their doctrine. Their work and philosophy is purely social. Churches are big on this now. We'll change anything, change it all, 
so that more people might come to our church. That is a social gospel, if you would. However, in Galatians it said, if anybody come preaching any other gospel than that which has been preached unto you, let him be accursed. Kick him out. Don't pay any attention. I don't care if he's your dad, your mom. Doesn't make any difference who it is. He said, there is not another gospel. I know it's called a gospel, but it's not a gospel at all. No resurrection. Would it change anything? Stop thinking about it. Let your mind wander for a moment. So there is no, and we can prove it, that there is no life after death. There is no resurrection from the dead. Huh. Wonder what would change. How would things happen? Christ preaching churches will have to close. Number two, mankind would be thrown, they would throw off all restraints and we would live like animals. I know what you're thinking right now. Go to, go to uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 15. Go down to verse number 32. You there? Verse 32. If after the manner of men I have fought with beasts at Ephesus, what advantage it me if the dead raised? Why did I do this? Why did they put me through this? Why am I fighting wild animals to survive and keep my testimony? Why would I do that if the dead raise not? Ready? Let us eat, drink, for tomorrow we shall die. The Apostle Paul is telling you the statement I just made. If mankind knew for sure, understand me, there is no, and we can prove it, there is no resurrection beyond a shadow of a doubt that once a man dies, that's it, it's over. Mankind would lose all restraints and live like an animal. And here's what you're saying. I don't believe that. Why not? Why would you say no? Why would you say no? What if... There is no God. What if the only reason that men tend to pull back at all, the only reason that somebody looks this way and that way before they do something they should not do, the only reason when we come time to almost put ourselves in a death or a prison situation, we hesitate and think. You know what we're thinking about? We think to ourselves, We may think to ourselves, what if there really is a God and I have to meet him? We stop and think about that. If I cut loose someday, I'm going to have to answer for it somewhere. These are the things that kind of hinder us from just doing what we want. But let's assume there is no resurrection from the dead. Noah Webster, he's kind of a smart guy. Noah Webster was asked, what is the greatest thought that ever passed through your mind? And out of all the great thoughts he had, he said, the greatest is this, my accountability my accountability to God. In our head, it seems to be an innate that somewhere we're going to have to answer. Somewhere we're going to have to pay. Somewhere we've got to tell somebody why we did what we did. Somewhere somebody's got to make things right. It just seems to be inside of us to do things this way. So we find out here, I think, I think it would be absolutely be sure when a man dies. If I knew for sure, if I knew for sure, I'd go hog wild. He said, not you, preacher. Yeah, you, preacher. You, preacher, me. You would too. He said, well, I was raised different. No, but see, back then, your mom and dad figured out there was no resurrection. So why would they train you and teach you that way? Why not enjoy sin to the fullest? Think of what you're missing out on. All the pleasures, all the joys, all the running. And by the way, there's no resurrection. Nobody's paying for it. You just die. That's what Paul said. Just eat, drink, be merry for tomorrow. You won't die if there is no resurrection from the dead. 
live the way you want to because after death, nothing happens. What do you think you'd do? And I know right now you're, oh, preacher, I'd still live for Jesus. Why? Why? There is no resurrection. By the way, he didn't either. If there's no resurrection from the dead, he didn't raise from the dead either. So just stop and think what's going to happen here a little bit. A man would be a fool. A man would be a fool to restrain himself from all that the world could possibly offer based on something that's not going to help him at all. Once he's dead, it's over with. You've heard people say that, right? I believe when you die, that's it. You've heard him say that. I don't think they honestly believe that. But they say that all the time. If there be no life after death, if there be no resurrection, not only would Christ and all Christ church and preachers, preachers and soul winners and evangelists, all that would have to stop. Why? We have nothing to preach. We have a dead religion, literally. On top of all of that, all of us, even those in this room, we would cast off the Apostle Paul. He was kind of a good Christian. I mean, he's, he's worked at it pretty hard. He said, telling people, we would eat, drink, and be merry, for tomorrow we're just going to die. Who in the world will restrain themselves from all of that out there? And once you're dead, it's over with. Now, I know you've got a lot of patting yourself on the back, and I'm a pretty good guy, and I wouldn't do that anyway. That's because in our mind, in our conscience, most of us are going to say, oh, you can't do that. You know, I think one of these days I've got to talk to the Lord about this stuff. There's something in us that seems to restrain us, and it happens to be the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ. So all Christ-preaching churches have started. Mankind would throw off all restraints and just do whatever they want to do. Number three, there would be no worry of judgment. Why would there not be any worry of judgment? Because the Bible says in Hebrews 9, 27, as it is appointed unto man once to die, and after that the judgment. But if there be, nobody's getting out of the grave, there won't be any judgment. You and I will not have to, I'm saying all this is based on the premise that we could prove beyond the shadow of a doubt that there is no resurrection. This is the argument that Paul brings up in Corinthians chapter 15. He's saying, how say some of you there is no resurrection? How, 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 why did you say, how, where did you come to that point? How, what made you say that? See, let me explain something to you. If there be no resurrection from the dead, let me explain to you a few things. Our preaching would be in vain. Be empty. Be no re no reason to preach anymore. To restrain ourselves, there'd be no reason to do that. So we might as well eat, drink, and be merry. For tomorrow we're just going to die. He's reasoning with them. If there be no resurrection from the dead, understand what would happen here. If a man died yet there was no resurrection, he would not have to worry about judgment, because the Bible said after death there's judgment. There would be no worry about anything. I don't have to pay for any of my life's deeds. Now just stop and think about that. Look at me. Just imagine you don't have to pay for anything you ever do wrong. Nothing. Don't have to answer for it. Don't have to face God for it. Don't have to pay anything for it. Don't have to lose anything over it. I mean, there's no resurrection, so who cares? If there's no resurrection from the dead, then there's no judgment because that takes place after. Are you following me? You, follow, you understand what I'm saying? Why wouldn't there be? This resurrection thing seems to be pretty important. First of all, the unsaved would never have to stand before God at the great white throne judgment of God and answer for the deeds you've done down here. First thing you'll answer for, oh, never mind. There is
is no resurrection from the dead. So you won't have to be there. He said, oh, good, I'll never have to face God if there be no resurrection from the dead. That's true. And by the way, those of us that are saved, we'll never stand at the judgment seat of Christ if there be no resurrection, if there weren't any. If there is no resurrection, we don't have to worry about any of this. We'll never have to stand before the judgment seat of Christ, look into our Savior's eyes, and explain to him how we live down here once he saved us. But don't worry about it. We don't have to worry about it. Because if we could actually prove there is no resurrection from the dead, we don't have to worry about any of this kind of stuff. I don't have to give an account for my stewardship. Why? There's no resurrection from the dead. Well, Christ didn't raise from the dead either. So if there is no resurrection from the dead, I don't have to answer for anything. Now I'm back to, I might as well just do what I want to do because the only thing that's going to happen when I die, I, it's over. If there be no resurrection from the dead. This is the argument Paul's making in chapter 15 of 1 Corinthians. Then we say this. If a man die and there is no life, no resurrection, and he has been trying to live right, he's of all men most to be pitied. What a pitiful sight. Why are you trying to live right? Why would you try to live right? There's no reward. There's no resurrection. You're not going to see your Savior. You're not getting off this planet. Why in the world would we try to live right? 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse number 9. If in this life only, if in this life only, we have hope in Christ, we are of all men most miserable. Now, this is not me. This is Apostle Paul saying this. By inspiration of the Holy Spirit of God. He is saying if there is no resurrection from the dead and we only have hope living for Christ in this life, we're of all men most miserable, most to be pitied. Why? Well, you're trying to live right. Why? Why are you trying to live right? Why are you going through all these motions? There is no reward. There is no resurrection. Boy, people just pity you. But I've had people say, you know, even if there weren't a heaven, I'd live this way. First thing I tell them is I wouldn't. And they, they look shocked. Preacher. Yes, you would. Ready? No, I wouldn't. Why wouldn't you? I'm restraining myself to live for someone that, first of all, didn't get out of the grave. I'm not getting out of the grave. There is no reward. By the way, all of this isn't true. Okay, so you look at me like, what's he preaching? Paul said, if there be no resurrection from the dead, our preaching's in vain. Right? Your faith is in vain. He said also that if you're trying to live Christ and you only have hope of Christ in this world, you're most to be pitied, most miserable. You're so miserable. Trying and restraining myself to live a certain way, what's the reward? Why do that? Do you understand how important the resurrection is? If there be no resurrection, we would live the way we want to. We would go hog wild out there in the world. Nobody has to answer for anything. When we die, it's all over. And you better quit believing that stuff from off of TV and your friends. I think when you're dead, it's over with. No, when you're dead, it's not over with. The question really is not if a man die, shall he live again? The question is when a man die shall he live again. Because the Bible said it's appointed unto man wants to die. You're going to die. Now in our world, we, oh, don't say that preacher. You mean don't tell you reality? Is that what you mean? The X generation, zero generation. You always lived in a fantasy world. Reality world. 
so what happens here when a man dies? It's when a man dies, not if a man dies. The Bible says in Hebrews 9.27, it is appointed. you got an appointment. Everybody in, I look, I know we all want to live to be 105 except for me. Oh, wouldn't it be great to live a long time? No. I don't think so. He said, preacher, that's just so weird. Why? It's not like I'm going to take my life. I'm just simply saying. We look back at Abel and, and Methuselah and all these people. Oh, they lived hundreds and hundreds. Who in the world wants to do that? By the way, they never wanted to. It's just what God allowed them to do. So I don't get it in this world that's getting worse. You all agree with that part? Okay, you may not agree with anything else, but this world is definitely getting worse, right? So it's getting worse, and we keep hiding in our houses and our churches and our car and our family thinking that it will never touch us. You can't be that naive. No way in the world. It's coming to a theater near you, I promise you. Go to Romans chapter 5, verse number 12. Trying to live right in a wicked, evil, bad world. And there is no resurrection from the dead. We are most to be pitied. Most miserable people. Think of the frustration. I'm trying to live right. People are like, why is that? I just think it's the right thing to do. Why? I just do. No, you're not answering the question. What do you base that on? Why? If there is no resurrection, you're going to die. It's over. Everything you are trying to establish and live right is for nothing. Do you understand? Watch what it says in Romans 5, verse number 12. Wherefore, as by one man sin entered into the world. You know, soul winners, you know this verse. And death by sin. Ready? So death passed upon all men. Everybody is going to die. Everybody. Everybody's going to die. There is a reality about that word that we just want to evade like the plague. Now, death is an enemy. The Bible said the last enemy to be destroyed will be death. But it will be destroyed, and it is an enemy. But the fact of the matter is, I have overcome that with Christ. But let's just assume there is no resurrection from the dead. So all men will die, but shall he live again? He just established that all men, we're all going to die because of sin. So all of us are in the grave. The point now is, shall I live again? If a man die, we're going to die. The Bible says so, lots of different places. Shall he live again? So now we've got to establish if there is no resurrection, don't worry about anything I'm talking about because it's worthless. The whole Bible is worthless. If, if, if there be, make sure you get this part down. If there, I'm not, I'm not preaching heresy. If there be no resurrection, Paul is presenting an argument. Some say there is no resurrection. He goes, okay, well, let's just examine it. If there be no resurrection, my preaching's in vain. Your faith is in vain. He starts presenting this argument, and by the way, if you just want to live right for Jesus and there is no resurrection, you are so miserable. Paul is saying this in chapter 15, so I'm not making this stuff up. Watch what happens here now. So all men will die, but the question now is, will he live again? We're all going to die. Sin entered in this world. By the way, that's why you die. Doctors cannot stop. They can stop some hurting. We call them healers, right? They used to be called, doctors used to be called healers. Now we have fake, fake healers that draw attention to themselves and the Holy Ghost of God, which the Bible clearly says do not do. 
Jesus himself said when he, the comforters, come, he will not speak of himself. And yet that's all they speak about. So, I still have to throw that in there. Now, so we know somewhat of what would happen if there be no resurrection. Number two, how do we know that men will live again? We know they're going to die. We know they're going to die. The Bible says so. But Job said, if a man die, shall he live again? That's a good question. Everybody's going to die. There's not much question about that. You can prove that over and over again, down through time. You're going to die. So the question remains, will I live again? Will a man live again? Because Jesus, our Savior, rose from the dead, he said, because I live, you shall live also. You understand? So if Jesus did not raise from the dead, guess who else is not raising from the dead? Us, right? He said, because I live, you shall live also. So if Jesus, if there, if, if there is no resurrection from the dead, he said, then is Jesus not raised from the dead? And if Jesus not being raised from the dead, then we neither shall be raised from the dead. We're in a quandary here, buddy. We're, we're in a problem here. If there be no resurrection from the dead, we might as well eat, drink, and be married for tomorrow. We're just going to die, and it's over with. But there's death. There's the judgment. But the question remains what Job said. If a man die, shall he live again? 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 20. But now is Christ raised, risen from the dead. He is risen from the dead. He said, look, I know what? He is. He's risen from the dead and, be, and, become, and, and become the first fruit of them that slept. Jesus rose from the dead, which shows it's possible for others to raise from the dead. Now stop and think about that. Wait a minute. Jesus rose from the dead? That means it's possible for me to raise from the dead? 1 Corinthians chapter 15, starting in verse number 1. Moreover, brethren, I declare unto you the gospel. By the way, it is the gospel that we're supposed to take in all the world. We're not supposed to preach the Bible to the world. We're supposed to preach the gospel to the world. They're dead. They're dead without Christ. They need life before they're going to understand God. The Bible says so in 1 Corinthians chapter, I don't know, it's one of those chapters there. Talks about the carnal man, the spiritual man, right? And the natural man. So watch what it says here. Moreover, brethren, I declare unto you the gospel, and then he'll define the gospel here in a moment. Ready? Which I preach unto you, which also you have received, wherein you stand, by which also you are saved, if you keep in memory that what I have preached unto you, unless you believe in vain. For I deliver unto you first of all that which I also received, how Christ died for our sins according to Scripture. That would be the death. Verse 4. And that he was buried. There's the burial. And that he rose again the third day. So you have the death, burial, and rest. What did he call that? The gospel. So watch what he says here down in the next verse. And, he that, and, and that he was seen of Cephas, then of the twelve. You do the math, that's 13 so far. After that, he was seen above 500, brother. So that's 500 or more right there. That's 513 at one time, of whom the greater part remain to this present. Now, because they're not alive today, well, I never talked to them, so you don't believe in history, period. He is saying, it's not just me, Peter, or Paul, or John that saw this. All of us saw it. He'll talk about the apostles in a minute. 500 brethren at one time. Now, if you were to go to court and you had 500 witnesses, that's, a, that's pretty good. And they all agreed. That'd be pretty good witness, wouldn't it? So watch what he says here. Watch. Part, 
remain to this present day, but some have fallen asleep. Some are, some are gone. They're dead. After that, he was seen of James. There's another one. And then all the apostles. That was 12. Watch what happens here. At the last of all, he was seen of me also as one born out of due time. Paul saw, of course, Jesus on the road to Damascus. So we find out here. Speaks of 500 witnesses at different places, different times, saw Christ after he died and was buried. Because Jesus rose from the dead and lives, uh, he made a promise that others can live also. John 14, 19. Yet a little while and the world seeth me no more. Jesus is talking here. Yet a little while and the world seeth me no more. But ye shall see, ye shall see me. They're still alive. He said, ye shall see me because I live, ye shall live also. I said everybody's going to die. So he's not saying they're going to skip death. He's saying you're going to live. Job, way back before Jesus ever stepped foot on this earth, so to speak, in the last days, uh, he said, if a man die, shall he live again? Well, we establish that men die. All will die. Do you know why we die? Because of sin, right? Not because you sin more or sin less. We sin. Sin is corrupting and decaying our very body if you never did anything wrong. Sin is in you. You have the nature of sin. So if you stopped doing everything wrong, you'd still die and go to hell because you are a sinful creature. You listening? So what does Paul talk about here? In John chapter number 14, verse number 19, yet a little while, and the world seeth me no more. He said, I'm getting ready to go away. Resurrection. But ye shall see me because I live, ye shall live also. Anybody, if anybody ever rose from the dead and live again, then it's possible for someone else to do that. Well, not only did someone raise from the dead, Jesus rose from the dead. And because he rose from the dead, he made us a promise, ye shall live also. So it's not just a matter of dying and let's hope for the best. Jesus said, look, I'm getting ready to go to my father. I am alive. I rose from the dead. And because of that, you can raise from the dead also. How do I know that? Because he did. He did. He rose from the dead. So we know that men shall raise from the dead and live again. But who shall live after they die? Who shall live? You say, well, everybody's one place or another. Well, don't go that far. Will everybody live again? Everybody's going to die, right? And Job said, if a man die, shall he live again? Everybody's going to die, right? Bible says so. Will everybody live again? Everyone will die, and Jesus went to prepare a place for those who will live again. He went to go prepare a place for those who will live again. Will everybody live again? Go to John chapter number 14. John chapter number 14. Jesus is getting ready to go away. He's talking to his uh, apostles, those that were still following him. And here's what he said to them. You ready for this? Watch what he says. Let not your, John 14, verse 1, let not your heart be troubled. Do you believe in God? Believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. Watch the reassurance. If it were not so, I would have told you. I, look, if it weren't true, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, now why would he be preparing a place for me? There is no resurrection. Now, we're all going to die. But will everybody live after death? If a man dies, shall he live again? Will everybody live? 
said, what? If I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am there you may be also. So what are we talking about here? Everybody will be resurrected. But who shall live again after death? Who shall live again after death? John 3.16. You know that verse? For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. If your Bible doesn't say only begotten, you've got a bad Bible. Actually, you don't have a Bible. That whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. So we find out here, somebody's going to live again, but who? There is death, and he said, because I live, you shall live. Who? Who's going to live again? Everybody will die. Everybody is not saved because God so loved the world. Had a guy tell me that one time. He said, I think everybody's saved because Jesus died for the whole world. I said, well, that's true, he did. And for those who will receive him, they have eternal life. The whole world has not received Christ. It is available to the whole world. But that doesn't make the whole world saved. So what happens here? Those that are saved will receive. Those that are saved. Listen to me. Those that are saved. Not those who go to church. Not those who are baptized. Not those who are trying to live a good life. Those who are saved. Those who are saved will receive everlasting life. 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 So they not only die, but they have life. Everybody's going to die. But Job posed the question, if a man die, shall he live again? So who will live? In Romans chapter number uh, 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 623, the Bible said, whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Romans 623, for the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. So if I have Jesus Christ, Jesus is not the free gift. That cost heaven everything. I get, when I get Christ, everlasting life in Christ Jesus our Lord. So if I'm in Christ, guess what I get as a free gift? Everlasting life. Life. Get it? Life. Like life, life, like living life, okay? The Bible says in Romans 6, 28, the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. Through. So everybody that dies is not going to have life. Only those who have accepted Christ as Savior will have life after death. Now, I know what you're thinking. Preacher, there's people that are going to hell. They're still alive. No, they're dying forever. They don't have life. In John 10, 23, Jesus is speaking to his sheep that know him, and he knows them, and here's what he said. And I give unto them eternal, guess what the next word is? Life. I give them eternal life, and they shall never perish. Never perish. That's like life, kind of like forever. You know what I'm talking about? Jesus said, my sheep know me. They hear me. I know them. They know me. And I give unto them everlasting life. The only ones who will receive life after death are those who in this life, in this life, look at me, in this life, receive Jesus Christ as Savior. In this life, receive Christ as Savior. In John 14, 6, I am the way, the truth. Guess what the next one is? And the life. Without Christ, you don't have life. You don't have life now, and you won't have eternal life. 
without Christ, you are existing, waiting to die, not waiting to live. You're waiting to die. When a man dies, shall he live again? Yes. Yes. But who? Only those who on this side of the grave receive Jesus Christ their personal Savior. He said, because I live, you shall live also. If I live, I'll give you everlasting life. But uh, eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. When I have Christ, I have everlasting life. I'm not just going to die and then from there it's guesswork. There is no guesswork after death. Before you die, you know where you're going. Everybody does. Everybody does. So Christ is real. Heaven is real. Hell is real. Eternal life is real. Resurrection is real. Jesus preparing a place for those who accepted him as their personal Savior. That place is real also. But life after death is only for those who have received he who gives life, and that's Jesus Christ. Without Jesus Christ, my dear friend, you will die. Everybody's going to. You will be buried. Everybody cremated, whatever. Sharks eat you, whatever the case may be. You're going to die. It's appointed unto man once to die. Bible says so. Let God be true and every man lie. So it's true. The question then isn't if a man dies, when a man dies, because we're going to. The second then would be if a man dies, shall he live again? Will all people live after they're dead? Well, it's all according, I guess, how you want to define living. Jesus is real. Finally, let me say this. Who shall not live again after death? If you have Christ, my dear friend, by God's word, Jesus Christ himself said, you shall live again. You have, have. I'm not going to have. I have eternal life. That's present tense right now. Right now. I'm as good as in heaven by promise. I'm there. Boy, you think you're pretty good. No, I think I'm pretty lousy. I think I'm a sinner. I think I mess up all the time. I think I fall way short. Today I fall way short is an understatement. I'm not going to heaven because of me. I'm going to heaven because of him. Life is in Christ. Life isn't in me. If I didn't have Christ, I wouldn't have him in me. Therefore, no resurrection, but I'd still die. But I just would not have any life. Turn to Revelation chapter 20. Revelation chapter 20. We go from 1 Corinthians where it talks about the judgment seat of Christ. That's for Christians. That's for Christians. Now we jump to the end of time almost, and what we find out here is a judgment seat for those that are dead without Christ. All people are going to die, but these people are dead without Christ, so there is no eternal life, none. Watch what it says. Revelation chapter 20, start down in verse number 11. And I saw a great white throne. This is not the judgment seat of Christ. Folks, look at me, look at me, look at, look at this, look at this. There is no general judgment. The closest you ever get to that are the judgment of the nations. That's as close as you're going to get to that where the sheep on the right hand and, and goats on the left hand. He's talking about the judgment of the nations when Jesus is setting upon this earth. But the decision of heaven and hell, there is no general judgment. And once you get there, it's all according how good or how bad you live. There's no Bible for that whatsoever. There's no Bible for that. These two, these two judgments take place at least a minimum, a thousand years apart. Minimum. So here we have, we're already in heaven. 
I'm sorry, we were in heaven, judged, judgment seat of Christ, come back, sitting upon this earth, and now we come to find out the great white throne judgment of God Almighty, not Jesus Christ. Revelation chapter 20, verse number 11. And I saw a great white throne, and him that sat upon it, from whose face the earth and heaven fled away, and there was found no place for them. It's just him and you. You're not going to prove your argument. You're not coming with some lawyer. Nobody else is standing there with you. You're there by yourself in front of God Almighty. And the first thing that he's going to talk to you about is his son, Jesus Christ, and your name is not in the plan book of life. Now, I want you to explain that to God the Father who gave his son to die for you, and you rejected him. I just choose not to believe that. On this day, you're going to look at Almighty God that the heavens and earth themselves said, we need to get out of here. Watch what happens. And I saw the dead. This isn't all the dead. This is the unsaved dead. Small and great. Doesn't make any difference how important you are, how much money you got, where you live. Stand before God and the books, you see that? Plural, were open, and another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged out of the things which are written in the books. There's no judgment needed about the book of life. Your name's not there, you're not going there. This is just there to prove that. However, those of you that are not saved, maybe you just don't believe there is a resurrection, so you're going to eat, drink, and be merry and do what you want. Well, hate to burst your bubble, but there is a resurrection. And there is a great white throne judgment of God, and the books of your life will be opened. Everything that you ever did, I'm talking about unsaved. I'm talking about people who do not know Jesus Christ as Savior. I'm talking about those who rejected Christ. You can act as ignorant as you want. Well, I just never knew. You're sitting in church right now. Don't tell me you didn't know. You're hearing it right now. You know there's a Savior. You know there's eternal life. You know everybody's going to die. You know Jesus rose from the dead. And because of that, you can too. You reject that. You're rejecting God. 1 John chapter 5, verse number 12 through 14 talks about you calling God a liar when you don't accept his son. He said, preacher, I've never called Jesus a liar. By not God a liar, by never accepting Jesus, you're actually saying, I don't believe you. That's pretty bad. So watch what he says. And another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged out of the things that were written in the books according to their works. This has nothing to do with heaven and hell. Watch, it'll explain. And the sea gave up the dead. So all you Navy guys, <laughs> I'm kidding. And death and hell delivered up the dead which were in them. Death and hell? Death and hell? I thought there was one hell. Yeah, there is one hell, and then there's a lake of fire. At this great white throne judgment, those that are still in the grave are coming out. Not to live. To stand at the great white throne judgment of God. You will stand there so you're being come out of hell. Stand before God. Judgment passed upon. I don't ask me to explain. I don't understand. I just know it's true. For degrees of punishment by the way that you live as an unsaved person. And then you'll be hurled into the lake of fire. I want to read. Death and hell delivered up the dead that were in them, and they were judged, every man according to their works. 
Understand, there's only lost people standing here. These were people that were in hell or upon this earth that did not receive Jesus Christ as Savior. And death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. See, you died physically. You weren't brought out of hell to live. You're going to die eternally. Always dying and never dying. Always dying and never dying. I don't think when Job said, if a man dies, shall he live again? Job was speaking for himself because he knew the Lord and said, I'll stand upon this earth. I will see him for myself and not for another. So what does he say? Whosoever was not found written in the book, singular, of life, was cast into the lake of fire. Revelation 21, look at verse 8. He said, real bad people go to hell. Okay, ready? But the fearful and the unbelieving and the abominable and the murderers and the whoremongers and the sorcerers and the idolaters and all liars shall have their part in the lake which burneth with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. So now we know we're still talking about the same place, second death. Did you happen to catch that second or third type of person? Unbeliever. How did he get in there with murders and sorcerers and liars? Because it's the worst sin you can commit. Because it's unbelief that actually is blasphemy against the Holy Ghost. He is trying, perhaps even this morning, to lead you to Christ. And you are saying what? No, not today, maybe another time. You have to understand, here, unbelievers, unbelievers among the abominable and the murderers and the whoremongers and the sorcerers and idolaters and all liars, unbelievers. You say, just for not believing, hold it, hold it, hold it. God in the open gave his son to die for all sin, including yours. Made it very plain. Men have tried to stamp it out. Devil has tried to cover it up. Every religion you can just about name has tried to overlook it, but it stands true, and you know it's true, and you know you're going to die someday, and in the back of your cranium and your brain, in there somewhere, it keeps saying, one of these days I'll probably have to answer for this. One of these days I'll probably have to answer for this. And you are right, my dear friend, but Job said, if a man dies, shall he live again? You don't have Christ. You're not living again. You'll exist throughout all of eternity, but you'll die forever. So if a man die, shall he live again? The unsaved will be resurrected. It says so right there. Oh, yes, you will. You're not getting out of this. There is a resurrection, even for the dead. So the grave's not it. Death is not it. If a man die. No. When a man die. Because we're all going to die question is, when and will I live again? If I have Christ, I have life through Christ. No Christ, look, no life. No life. Therefore, we jump to Revelation 20, 11 through the end of the chapter, and chapter 21, verse number 8, and that's where you will find yourself, my dear friend, if you do not get saved. As long as heaven exists, as long as life and enjoyment there will exist for those who have died, you without Christ, the very antithesis of heaven is what hell is. 
the exact opposite. Everything wonderful that God talks about heaven, just take it and turn the other way around, and that's where you're going to be. As long as I will no longer have fears and hurts and tears and, 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 and crippledness and, and all these other things, hell will be filled with screams and cries, and you'll even remember. Son, remember when you were on the earth? How Lazarus suffered? Do you remember that? She's asked him, so you remember? Remember this. He's bringing back to his remembrance the opportunity that he had that he paid no attention to. Now Lazarus has inherited his good things. And the rich man ended up in hell. Oh, he's not staying there. One day he too will come right to this point here. He will stand before God. How is he going to answer for that? There was this Christian at work, and I made fun of him, and I embarrassed him in front of other people. And when I saw he was hurting, boy, I really laid it on him then. How are you going to answer for that? We have many new Christians right now who are going through a tough time with their own relatives and their own parents, their own family members. They got saved. It's the greatest thing ever happened to them. And boy, are their family laying into them right now. Oh, you think because you go to church, you're better than me, are you? You know, I've been told, I've never said that in my life. Never even thought that. What in the world is that church teaching you over there? You ought to come to my church. I want to have a question for you. Why didn't you ever talk to them before we did? Why didn't you ever invite him to church? Why didn't you ever tell him about Christ? Why didn't you ever spend some time with him? But now that they're saved and come here, all of a sudden you want to become your dead religion. That evidently wasn't worth talking about. So what happens? As long as heaven exists and eternal life lasts for the Christian, hell will exist and eternal death for the unbeliever, the unsaved, those who have never worked a day for Christ or given themselves to Christ, never repented of your sin, never asked God to forgive you, never trusted Christ as your Savior, you never asked him one time, you're going to do it all on your own. Revelation chapter 20, it's right here. Or, 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 you could have Christ. You see, well, that's up to God. No, 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 no. Don't you sidestep that. God left that up to you. The devil cannot stop you from being saved. God will not make you be saved. God gave you a will. That's why he said, let whosoever will. Come, take the water of life freely. You want to be saved? You just heard the truth. So you can't stand before God and say, I didn't know. Yes, you did. Yes, sure you did. You understood that. You know you will die someday. You know. But there is a resurrection. So the question begs, were you raised to death or were you raised to everlasting life? You say, I don't know, huh? I'll wait and see what God does. Turn to Job and we'll stop here. Job chapter 19. Psalms in the middle of your Bible. Job is right before that. Job chapter number 19. Verse 23. I'm glad God 
did what Job requested, but Job requested what God knew was going to happen. How do you want to look at that? All, verse 23, all that my words were now written, exclamation point. All that they were printed in a book. Verse 24, that they were graven with an iron pen and lead in the rock forever, exclamation point. For I know that my Redeemer liveth. I know. By the way, he's talking about Jesus Christ. Christ in the Old Testament is everywhere. And that he shall stand. Who? My Redeemer. Shall stand at the latter day upon the earth, upon the earth, upon the earth. And though after my skin worms destroy my body. care what they surround you with. I don't care what vault they put you in. You ever notice when you throw out the meat, where, where did the maggots come from? Where, where, where'd they come from? I mean, they're just there and you open up and there's all these maggots in there. You, you washed out your trash can, you set it to the side and you threw something in there that smelled of, of meat or something. You turn it, there's maggots everywhere. Though the skin worms devour you just need to face that death is not going to be that way though the skin worms devour this flesh watch what he says though after my skin worms destroy my body verse 26 yet in my flesh this isn't a spirit this isn't some angel floating around he said in my flesh I shall see God whom I shall see for myself, and mine eyes shall behold, and not another, though my reins be consumed within me. Go back to chapter 14. So now begs the question that Job started there in verse 14. If a man dies, shall he live again? Answer your question. Will you? I can't answer that for you. I can tell you what the Bible says. I can't answer it for you. But watch what he says. All the days of my appointed time are waiting. Is appointed unto man wants to die. Till my change come. When a man dies, shall he live again? Depends. Do you have Christ as Savior? If you don't, don't guess about it. You're existing you're going to die and go to hell. You're going to physically die, first death. You're going to go to hell. And then after great white throne judgment, that's the second death. I would rather be born and born again than die and die again. Does that make sense? It depends upon whether you have Christ or not. You'll not be condemned when you die or after you die. Lost person, if you're here, you're condemned already. You said, why? I haven't made up my mind yet. Thank you. Romans, one last place. Romans chapter 3. Romans chapter 3. Somebody, some Catholic people, some 
somebody has convinced us you never know where you're going to go until after all is said and done, you stand before God, and the balances are weighed, and if your good works outweigh your bad works, doesn't that sound good? Sounds reasonable. You're the only problem with that? My Bible. Romans chapter number 3. Romans chapter number 3. I want you to go down to verse number 18. Now, we love uh, Romans 3.16, amen? For God so loved the world. Don't you love that one? I love that one. I really do. I'm not making fun either here. In Romans chapter 3, I'm sorry, Romans. Yeah, Romans 3, 18. Hey. Is this not right? I should be Jonah. Hold on, don't go away. I'm sorry, John 3, 16. John 3, 16. For God so loved the world. Now God is saying this is the way this started. That he gave his only begotten son. Wasn't done in secret. Done on a hill actually. Between heaven and earth. Everybody saw it. Everybody knows about it. That whosoever believeth in him should not perish. God's making you a promise. You believe my son you won't perish. But have everlasting. What's that next word? Life. For God sent not his son. Now watch this very carefully. God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world. See, preacher, preacher like you, you're just condemning everybody. No, I'm not. You're already condemned. Watch what it says. But that the world through him might be saved. He that believeth on him is not condemned. Judged. Watch. But he that believeth not is condemned when? Oh. Then he tells us why that's a truth. Ready? Because he hath not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. Right now, you're already, look, folks, listen, you can't fake it. God knows it, knows the intentions of your heart, knows the difference between thought and intention. He knows, he knows it all. He sees in the dark like it's the daytime. I mean, just everything. And yet here, the Bible says, God is clearly saying, I gave my son. You believe in him, you have everlasting life. You're not one day going to be condemned. You're condemned already because you haven't received him. I gave him, I'm telling you, I gave him. You haven't received him. You're not one day going to stand before Jesus or God and say, which way am I going to go? I, I haven't made up my mind yet. Oh, yes, you have. You're condemned already. You only have one choice in the matter. And that's Jesus or you're going to die and go to hell. Whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but hath ever. Are you hoping to live after you die? That's a good question. I've done a lot of funerals. It's amazing the empty hope people have at a funeral. They don't go to church. They don't serve God. They never read their Bible. They have no testimony of salvation. I think I'll see my mom in heaven someday. You're not going to. You're not going to. I have a baby there and I'm going to see it. Mom, you listen to me. You listen to me well. If you're not saved, you have no life. That baby and innocence will be in heaven, but you won't. There is not a love that transcends Jesus Christ. Christ wants you to live and not die. That's a fact. That's why he died. But if a man die, shall he live? 
there is a resurrection. So the question begs, will you live again? Or will you just stay dead? 